0: Are we, yeah
1: yep okay <laughs> just it wouldn't be a podcast without you burping would it no well now that everyone's heard you burp i'll start it welcome what do we say welcome back emily or welcome. i'm not going <laughs> to run
0: you through this every time
1: <laughs> you might have to I hope it's it's welcome back. It's either or; or
0: it doesn't really matter. Okay,
1: well, maybe I'll just go with welcome then. Okay, you do. Shut up. (laughs) Welcome to M and G Have Tea. I'm M. I'm G. And today we're going to talk about body image. Yep. Are you okay? (laughs) Are you a bit lost? Oh yeah, a little bit. We Mm -hmm. just listened to uh, some very
0: sad news for the state of Victoria. We did because restrictions were being reviewed and it wasn't great news. Yes. Um, Also, you forgot to tell the people what we're drinking.
1: Oh, okay. Well, would you like to tell the people what you're drinking first?
0: I have a coffee this week, but it's in my special tea mug. Um, Okay, well, you
1: need to give them more detail than that, because what coffee is it?
0: A black Nespresso pot.
1: Okay. I have no idea. (laughs) And you just have dairy milk in
0: it? No, lactose-free milk. Yep. Okay, and no sugar? Um, um, Well, because it's a black one, that means it's strength 10, 11, 12. One of them, uh-huh. which means it's very strong. Um, so I have to have one sugar in it.
1: Okay. But
0: anything under 10 to 12, I don't have to have a sugar in it. But um, it's a coffee day, not a tea day, because it's um, one thirty in the afternoon and it's coffee day. Yes. Agree. Also, I'm eating almonds. I'm not sure if anyone can hear it, but I also needed a snack and I went healthy and went with almonds. So my apologies.
1: I apologize for that. I did just have a, a bowl of nachos mm-hmm. while we were chatting before we started this podcast. So, um, mm. but that What was are you drinking? Coffee. I'm... What type of coffee are you drinking? <laughs> I was just about to fill everyone in on that, actually. I am drinking mm. Makona instant coffee. <laughs> instant? Ugh. With one sugar in it and almond milk. Mm. In my mug, that is almost as big as my head.
0: Yes. Well, you bought me a, a big mug, yes. and it was very ornate, and it was very pretty, and it was hand painted. And my mother broke it. So, um, I don't know who bought me this mug. Someone bought me this mug for my birthday. It matches. My grandma. This morning, my grandma. This mm, afternoon. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm very aesthetically pleasing today. Um, I'm in all, well, I'm not in all pink, but I have a pink water (laughs) bottle. I have a pink tea mug, which has coffee in it, and I am in a pink jumper. Yeah, that's the word. I don't have my pink scrunchie in today. Normally I have a scrunchie in. You could have been all matching. I could have. Well, the last time you saw me, I was all aesthetically matching. I had the pink water bottle. I had the pink nails, the pink matching track suit on, I'm pretty sure. And pink is not my favourite colour. Yeah, somehow <laughs> I have a lot of pink. somehow you have a lot of
1: pink. I don't think I own a single pink thing. I'm just double checking in my room, not that there's yeah. actually anything around me, but I don't actually think I own anything pink. Hmm. Well, contrary to the things that I own and wear, my favourite colour is blue, so... Mine's green, but I also don't
0: own much green, so mm. I did really- say this morning uh-huh. that you um with your crazy dog mum. Yeah, persona, cooked
1: breakfast for her dad.
0: Mm-hmm. Gage said last night, he goes, Do I get a breakfast tomorrow? Because obviously we had breakfast for my dad because I live with my parents. Yeah. Um so we had a big breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Do I get um a Father's Day gift? And I went, I'm sorry, do we have a child that I don't know about? <laughs> And he said, No, but we have cats. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a cat mum. Nope, he's a cat dad. <laughs> um and I said, Well, no, because one, you only accepted the cats as children about four months ago. Um and also, no, because you're not a dad. Mm. So he didn't get any special treatment, although Matt did. So I guess I'm a horrible person. Okay, so part of that is, can I just talk very briefly
1: about my anxiety? <laughs> um, I need to be productive and do productive things for my anxiety and part of that is cooking for me and baking, which I often do for my loved ones. At the moment, I can't actually do that for my loved ones.
0: I'm sorry, Georgia.
1: <laughs> You're distracting the hell out of me. <laughs>
0: I have moved on from almonds to minced chocolate biscuits and I had chocolate all around my lower lip. My apologies, Um, continue.
1: So part of that is baking for my loved ones, which I can't do at the moment. So ordinarily I would have baked for my mum on Mother's Day. I would have baked for my sisters on their birthdays. I would have baked for um, dad on Father's Day and mum on her birthday as well. Let's not forget about that one. But I haven't been able to do any of that this year. so. I got up this morning and I was like, you know what? I want to make something different. I make pancakes for Matthew pretty much every weekend for anyone who doesn't know. Um, Everyone. (laughs) And I wanted to make something different. So I looked up a recipe and that's what I did. And it was Hmm. like a Father's Day breakfast, except he didn't get a gift and he didn't. He doesn't have – we have a fair baby, but she's not actually a baby.
0: No. He he got a breakfast in bed. In bed? I I assumed.
1: No, not in bed. I made him come downstairs to eat it. Mm. How rude of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How rude. It is, well, because um, I suppose everyone's just kind of assumed that it's Father's Day today. So I don't know if we actually said that, but it's Father's Day today.
1: Uh, maybe we didn't. It's Father's Day
0: today. <laughs> We're still getting back into the swing of things.
1: Yes, so that's my thing, and that's also what has led to the healthy meal planning thing. That
0: yes, we're on, yes, we, we, as we said last episode, we finished our twenty one day Chloe Ting challenge. Yep, we finished that yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to murp. <laughs> so. We have our new challenge starting uh in a couple of days. We thought we'd give ourselves a couple of days off and mm. we whilst eating healthy haven't eaten perfect or great it's mm. It's been okay you know we're we're eating regular meals and we're eating pretty healthy dinners. but I don't know about you, but there's a lot of snacking for me that's not been healthy almonds. it's been like shapes and chocolate and pea snaps and not good things oh. Mm. Which kind of ties into our topic topic today. For today, yes. But I had a bit of a moment yesterday after our workout where I was not happy with where I am at with Mm. getting leaner, I guess. So we're gonna, well, I wrote up a meal plan for at least a couple of weeks and I got some recipes off a couple of clean eating apps. Did a grocery shop today and got the things for it. So hopefully, I'll be able to eat healthier and less snacking because the snacks that are included in my meal plan are healthy alternatives. Although I will say my afternoon snacks are things like peanut butter chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one? The other one was a peppermint crunch bar. So whilst Still, those kind of snacks, there's no sugar, there's no flour, there's no egg, there's no... And it's balance anyway. It's all about balance. I
1: don't think either yeah. of us really probably need a diet. A di- a no, I'm not A calorie-restrictive diet no. or anything like that. I think that it's about eating consciously mm. and eating nutritious foods that are fueling you and not... Snacking way too much because you might have forgot to eat lunch or breakfast or
0: yeah, and that's that's another reason why I am me in particular and meal planning is that I don't eat breakfast regularly. Mm-hmm. That is not something that I do all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and so it'll get to about eleven thirty, and then I'll be very hungry and I'll eat a lot of things that I shouldn't. For breakfast, part of the meal plan is. Smoothies for breakfast as well. A lot of it is smoothies. There's like maybe an avocado on toast or like a French toast on a weekend or something. But most of my breakfasts are one's called a sweet strawberry smoothie. One's a breakfast smoothie, green tropical smoothie. There's a couple of smoothies in there for lunch, like on a weekend when I've had a big breakfast. So I'm doing it so that I eat more regularly, better meals on the regular, and and things that will potentially help with making me feel better overall. Mm.
1: Mm. Um, And I think I probably after yesterday's workout was in a pretty similar position where I was like, yeah, okay, I've seen progress and I have seen progress in this 21-day challenge. I think both of us have seen progress even in maybe not in the way that you look or the way that you perceive yourself but in the things that you are able to do.
0: I suppose, Um, yeah, that's true. I am able to lift heavier weights by the end of it,
1: I suppose. And I'm not finding it as hard to do as many of those plank things, Mm. which is good, it's great, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. It's not where I want to be with my body. And I think that's the big thing is that realising in order to achieve those results you actually do have to put some effort into what you are eating
0: yeah I had a realization this morning that I think last time last time I went to gym and I was working out regularly I was also smoking and I haven't smoked in almost a year now mm-hmm. and obviously one of the side effects of smoking is that one it's laxative and two a lot of people find that when they quit smoking they eat more because when you smoke you're not as hungry. Like a lot of smokers you'll find we'll have a coffee and a cigarette for breakfast because the yeah, cigarette It's
1: an appetite suppressant.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I was looking for. So when I was working out last time I wasn't eating as much. I was eating healthy, but I wasn't eating as much and so I was thinner. Yeah. My issue with my body at the moment is my stomach. I'm very bloated all the time. I have extra tummy fat that I've not had before, and I think one of the contributing factors is that I've quit smoking. And so my body, I'm eating more, and it's going to my tummy because I'm not smoking. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: so let's let's talk about body image. Then yeah. let's let's do our, go back to our topic. Yep. Um. So in terms of body image, I wanted to kind of just not necessarily use our personal definitions, although mm-hmm. I think they are very important. But according to like a, a psychology website, there's perceptual body image, which is how you see your own body. That's where things like body dysmorphia come in. There's affective body image, which is what you feel about your body, mm-hmm. um, how satisfied or dissatisfied you are with your body. Mm-hmm. The cognitive body image, which is how you think about your body, whether you're preoccupied with that all the time or not. And then there's behavioural body image, which is, you know, behaviours that you might engage in as a result of your body image. And I think that specifically refers to things like isolating yourself in social situations, distancing yourself from places where you might perceive that people are judging you for Mm -hmm. what you think your body looks like rather than, you know, working out or trying to fix your diet or things like that although that probably does play a part poor behaviors are probably what they're discussing in in that contributing to that so in terms of of body images i think a lot of things that contribute to how we see ourselves and the way we think about ourselves one of those we've discussed is
0: instagram and social media in general Social media has to be the worst thing that happened for those that can't afford to spend a lot of money on Botox, plastic surgery, professional photographers, editors, all of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, even going so far as to those who maybe don't have the time or the money to meal prep consistently yeah. or mm-hmm. choose the healthiest option all the time because obviously those those instagrammers and those influence often eat carefully curated diets yeah
0: they have a team of specialists and,
1: and chefs they and... have personal trainers who help them to achieve their goals especially when they're really successful yeah. influencers and not only that but they don't have a typical nine to five job no so if they want to work out at 10 a.m in the morning they can work out in 10 at 10 a.m in the morning someone with a regular nine-to-five job has to figure out their meal planning and their workout schedule around that job otherwise they don't get Mm paid so I think that's probably one of the biggest things I think that there's negative and positive influences on social media platforms now Mm, 100% Um, I think the negative ones tend to be higher profile more predominant
0: Yeah, higher profile. (laughs) We did put a list together of some positive and negative ones. Do you want to go negative first or positive? We can go negative if you want. Do you want to do negative? So coming out of our conversation earlier that we had finished the 21-day challenge, as a reward for sticking to it and doing pretty well, we ordered some more gym gear. And whilst ordering gym gear, I made a comment on this particular site that we went on that I – Lacked that there was a range of body shapes and sizes and types wearing the product, the clothing,
1: yeah, yes. the clothing, the
0: product, whatever. The apparel is the word I was looking for. Okay. Um, yep. I liked that that was a thing that this particular company had done, and we can probably name them if we're talking about them positively. Well, <laughs> this one in particular—it was Gymshark, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had lots of different. Their yeah. ad, their their clothing was advertised at a ru- wide range of body types and sizes, and I really I liked that. And when looking at clothes, gym clothes to buy one of the contributing factors in buying Gymshark clothes was that they were inclusive.
1: Yes, and I think not only like size inclusive, but also like race inclusive, which is obviously a massive one at the moment. Mm -hmm. But Gymshark are really good at that, but there are also other popular brands that do that really well. I know Girlfriend Collective, who are also sustainable, do that really well. And I know that Lorna Jane are getting better at doing that. I don't know that they necessarily do it all the time, but they are getting better at doing that. In saying that, on the flip side of the coin, should we go on the flip side of the coin or should we keep going through positives? Um, I don't really mind. You,
0: sorry, Charlie just jumped up onto my, onto my lap. Um, I don't really mind. We can do either. Well, now you've got me all, I don't know what to do now. Well, so we have those, what? Go. What were we doing? we were going to do negatives I went with a positive but we were going to do negatives. so we'll keep yeah we
1: were going to do negatives and
0: you took it in the opposite
1: direction we'll we'll, do negatives
0: it's fine my apologies okay
1: so on the flip side of the coin we have Instagram brands Mm. or popular activewear brands Mm -hmm. who choose very typical model people to Mm -hmm. model their clothes advertise their clothes and I think we're seeing a lot more people cotton on to that and question that but Mm -hmm. it's still very prevalent in a lot of things and I know that a few brands will call them their athletes, Mm -hmm. the Instagrammers that they work with, and they will be typical athletic body types, I guess, Mm -hmm. even so far as, you know, typical bikini body types and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we have influencers themselves with big platforms. So there's international ones, there's Australian ones and there's local local, probably even closer to home than mm-hmm. that that you would see. Probably ones that everyone knows are people like the Kardashians yep. and the Jenners of the world. People, high-profile high influencers like Shani Grimmond, yeah. Lily Brown. Mm-hmm. Steph Klairsmith. Steph Klairsmith, Laura Henshaw, those kind of people mm-hmm. that have a very specific body type. I think Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw have acknowledged. Have I seen something on bloating on them?
0: Yeah, um, I follow Steph Claire Smith. I don't follow Laura, but I follow Steph, and I that was where I got most of my uh, meal planning recipes from was Mm -hmm. the Keep It Cleaner app. I have seen Steph address a couple of times. Like she'll post a photo on her story and, you know, she's like just worked out and, you know, she looked really good and she's got that rock hard abs. And then the next slide she'll post, she's like, be aware, I have just worked out, I was tensing, this is me not tensing. Mm,
1: Okay. So I think she's kind of coming around a little bit. Yeah. I guess that they are not following them. And I think it's important to note this that Instagrammers have really carefully curated mm-hmm, feeds. Mm-hmm. And so often their feeds will show the tensed, posed, edited photos, mm-hmm. and they might acknowledge the other stuff on their stories. But I totally understand too, as well. I don't put anything negative on my feed. No. I'm not an influencer, not nearly as many people follow me. Mm. But I only put positive things yeah. on my feed
0: too. Yeah. I stopped following Shiny Grimmond yeah. ages ago. Ages ago, I followed her when she was fresh, fresh, yeah, new. Okay, but I, I stopped following her a long time ago. It's okay. only recently, I guess, moving into the positive side of of uh, social media. It's really only recently that I've started trying to find more positive social media influences to align myself with. And one of the first ones that I followed was Jamil Jamil. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to, I happened across her. I was watching um, The Good Place and mm-hmm. I did a bit of, I looked into her or whatever. And she's got a, a secondary platform called IWay. and mm-hmm. it is very positive. She posts a lot of, and not just body wise as well, mental health wise. The other day, she posted uh, a few stories about abortions in particular and um, positivity around that. She's just trying to spread the awareness of of a lot of um, things that are looked negatively upon. And she was my first sort of positive social media influence that I followed. The next one that I had was uh, Lily Reinhart, who is on Riverdale. I followed her, and she is a very big advocate for you no know, photoshopping in any of her photo shoots. She has aligned herself with CoverGirl, who apparently is pretty good with that kind of stuff. She calls out magazines and, and articles that Photoshop her all the time, and and she goes, "Here's the you know un- unedited image, and, and here's the one that you guys saw, and you know I'm not working with them anymore." And, uh-huh. She's, again, on the flip side of that, she does probably have, I mean, she's an actress, so she probably has meal plans and, you know, assistance with that kind of stuff. They all have personal trainers, Mm. but she, I don't know, she was just a good one that was the second one I followed. And just yesterday, I found a uh, girl on TikTok. I'm just going to mute her. I can't remember her name, but I found her yesterday and (laughs) she's 16 and uh She, I wouldn't say that she's, she's not overweight, but she's not skinny and she calls herself chubby. I think her name is Brooklyn. She's 16 and she gets a lot of hate on her feed for wearing crop tops when she's got a bit of a belly Uh, and she dances to the uh, hate comments, like I'll show Emily, you can't see, but like. This comment in particular was crop tops were not made for you they're made for skinny pretty girls not chubby fat girls. Right. Um and she dances to them. And then the next one was please never wear a crop top again fat is not pretty and those clothes are only for skinny pretty people which you are not. Right. Um and she addresses it and I found her yesterday and I think that's pretty cool that a 16 year old who is in the midst of high school uh, is able to have that security and confidence that She's able to have millions of followers on TikTok who all are calling her fat and chubby and don't wear those clothes that you feel comfortable in and is able to go, no, you're only telling me that I'm not pretty because I'm not skinny. You are aligning aligning the word skinny with pretty and that is not the case and we have to change our mindset from skinny equals pretty. Anything is pretty. Any body is pretty. Any body size is pretty. Any skin, like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, and that is a major thing that people these days need to realize is that pretty does not equal skinny yes and
1: fat or
0: overweight
1: or chubby or whatever word you want to use does not equal ugly mm. mm-hmm. yes definitely so there's there's people like that on um well obviously on tiktok now which is pretty amazing that it hasn't taken that long mm-hmm. i guess for those people to be on tiktok yep. it's taken ages for us to get progress in Instagram, I think, especially. Yeah. Um, I also think part of that, though, is that we are getting older mm-hmm. and I think we are becoming more aware of the realities of these influencers yeah. and who they are and how their posts work and things like that. It's very easy to say, as a 26 and a 27-year-old, I am going to put you older than me well, because you, you are. I am, yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. Not long, mate. It's very easy Oh, got ages. I got a whole lockdown. As a twenty six and a twenty seven year old, I think it's pretty easy to say that's a posed photo or that's an edited photo, that's not real. Yeah. But that as a sixteen year old that kind of thing affects you a lot more. And it affects how you perceive yourself a lot more.
0: Absolutely. I was so Emily and I became friends in year nine when Emily came to the school that I went to. But I had been bullied since grade six. So I was, what, 12? Yeah. I was bullied from 12 up until easily 18. I remember in primary school, it's, I couldn't even tell you how it started. It started with girls that I thought were my friends and they were saying mean things. And multiple times I was pulled into the principal's office and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it was, I, I can't remember what it was in, in high in Yes, grade six, but I can remember that it was bad enough that my mum had to take me to the chemist and get me a pretty scarf and some lip gloss just to kind Mm -hmm. of make me feel a little bit better because the primary school that I went to didn't really have a dress code. And then into year seven, year seven and eight probably weren't too bad. That's, I guess, when we were kind of all forming our own friendship groups and, you know, finding who was the people that we, who were the people that we wanted to hang out with. But year nine, I got, year nine to 12 was the worst. I was... Mm constantly bullied for not having breasts. I was bullied for wearing glasses. I was bullied for having braces. I was bullied for being too skinny. I was bullied for having long legs. I was anything. I stopped getting changed in the communal change rooms at high school um, for gym. I stopped doing gym, PE, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. in multiple it got pretty bad at one point and mum tried to cheer me up by buying me a, a hair clip that had uh, an initial like uh, uh, a diamond pattern on it or something and i remember sitting in woodwork and i know who it was i don't remember who it was but this p- girl in particular was sitting behind me and pulled my hair i was had a ponytail and pulled my hair and my head back ripped the clip out of my head and started making fun of me for wearing this clip in front of everyone Woodworking. Mm. Then I was made fun of. People thought I had a fake boyfriend because I was dating someone who wasn't local. Mm. And I reckon it wasn't until I dyed my hair blonde, I got my braces removed, uh, and we started wearing more than just tinted foundation that people Mm. stopped bullying me. And then out of high school, I became friends with uh, a girl in particular. Her name was Brittany. uh, We went to uni together. And she didn't wear makeup and she had pretty bad acne like I did and she really only wore eyeliner and she was she was the first step in me not wearing makeup. Hmm. So high school Hi. is absolutely – I everyone has a different high school story. I have a friend who had a very different high school story and was bullied a lot worse than I was and she had a lot more problems with body dysmorphia and eating disorders, which is a little bit more heavy than – you know, just being bullied for the hair colour and the glasses and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But high school is a cesspool for bullies, females and
1: males. Oh, 100%. And I think that anyone who deviates from the norm in high school is bullied because as teenagers we're told that we, well, as individuals really, not just as teenagers, as individuals we're told that we have to conform with the societal norms and that if we don't, we're wrong. And that carries over to, well, this person has to conform to societal norms. They're not doing that. It's making me uncomfortable. Therefore, I'm going to stamp them down pretty much. Yeah. And it's very clicky as well. I will say that I don't think that I was really properly bullied in high school. I definitely didn't have like a a traumatic high school experience. I had issues with different people and different people would, would make fun of me and things like that. But I guess I was... I kept to myself a lot more, and for some reason, I don't even know that I kept to myself a lot more than you did. But had way more friends uh, than I did. For some reason, I just wasn't targeted Mm. in the same way by the same people. I know that it was hard for me to watch you go through that, particularly in year nine. I can remember like the whole. There was a situation that happened, and it blew up, and it went through our year level, and it was really hard for me to support you through it because I didn't feel like there was anything Mm. I could do, Mm. and. As an adult, I probably look back at that and I go, well, there is stuff that I could have done. I could have said, no, that's wrong. Mm. Don't do that. But as a 16-year-old, obviously, standing up to other 16-year-olds is
0: the scariest thing. <laughs> the, school that we, could do. the school that we went to also, because at 16, you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to find your identity and you're trying to find your style and you're trying to work out who your friends are and all that cool. kind of stuff. And the school that we went to had zero tolerance for allowing you to find yourself. Mm. No, you could have two piercings in your ear, you couldn't have any facial piercings, you couldn't have nail polish. You couldn't wear jewellery. You couldn't have any colour in your hair. It had to be natural colour. You your skirts had to touch your knees, your socks had to touch your knees, your, you know, you couldn't wear necklaces unless they were a cross. You couldn't wear rings unless they were promise rings. You know, you couldn't there was no way to find your style and be confident in I mean those uniforms were not flattering no matter how many times you rolled the hem of that skirt I don't think
1: I don't think that the issue I, or the priority is excuse me a flattering uniform I think the the no. thing is that we weren't you know allowed to express ourselves yeah. through mm-hmm. anything really and the school that we went to I felt like the culture of the school that we Mm -hmm. went to, maybe not necessarily the views of the senior staff there, but the culture of the school that we went to was very much sport orientated and focused or creative arts.
0: 100%.
1: drama and that kind of musical stuff and that if you weren't in those two categories the school didn't really care about they really didn't (laughs) not at all so it wasn't like an academic focused school i don't think Mm -mm.
0: there were a number of kids that throughout my high school time a number of kids were asked to leave Mm. um, because their grades weren't great they weren't conforming to um the values and morals of the school and I'm pretty sure one girl in particular was asked to leave because she didn't fit the stereotype in which the school wanted to have. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time to try and um, find yourself. I guess I will say that, like, not being bullied, I was aware of my body, definitely, Mm. 100% was aware of my body. But I don't think I had a really... Poor body image until i got to year 12 Mm. i think that before that it was kind of my body is my body yeah and then i got to year 12 and i definitely started to be more aware of the differences between my body and x y and z's body wherever they might be i mean at that point in my life you know and I think it's pretty normal for young girls that you're comparing yourself to almost every single person that you see. Or magazines, whether that's,
0: newspapers, yeah, TV. Or movies,
1: yeah. TV shows, magazines. But then also comparing yourself to other girls in your class, mm-hmm. other girls at your school, mm-hmm. girls that you work with, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I guess that's maybe year 12 is when I, I kind of noticed my body image slipping. Mm. I have had really poor body image before.
0: Yeah. Um, This is something that you in particular have struggled with quite a lot. I may have been bullied for things that I lacked or additions that I had, but you in particular had a very rough time coming out of high school.
1: Yeah. So not so much in high school, like I said, in year 12, I did have a really bad body image, but it didn't really affect my day-to-day life. Mm. I was still functioning pretty, pretty normal. I guess the kind of the breaking point for me and the point that I see as being really influential in the rest of my early adulthood was not being able to get out of the car at uni for fear of being judged for the way I looked um and that was in second year uni so first year uni I was okay again I mean I think everyone goes through peaks and troughs with their body image Mm. or most people would and you know it was what it was in first year uni but in second year uni it got particularly bad to the point of hiding away I guess Mm -hmm. distancing myself from people not wanting to see people I've been through a few of those points in my life but coming out now to being a bit older and a bit wiser and a bit more in tune with what's going on in the world, but also what's going on in my head. I think my body image now is a lot
0: better than what it has been for probably like almost 10 years. 100%. There are some photos in particular that the two of us, like there is a photo of me where I look very sickly. Mm -hmm. Granted, I had gone through some shit Mm -hmm. and part of that being, you know, body image and not eating. And back then I thought I – looked fantastic. I looked, I thought I looked great. Uh, there's photos of you where you were at your thinnest, same as me. And at that point in time, that, that head space that we were in, we thought that we looked brilliant. Uh, looking back at them now, I think me in particular, I in particular look very sick. And much too thin. Oh. Oh. At one point, there was a, a trend, I guess I would call it, box gaps that every girl wanted. Oh. Everyone wanted, didn't want their thighs to touch. Everyone wanted a box gap. They wanted, I can't remember what it was called, but where your hips poke out really far. And when you had, because, you know, coming out of high school and in high school, we all used to wear our pants like just above our vaginas and our hips used to stick out and there used to be a gap between where the the waistband of the pant or skirt or whatever and your body, there was a gap between it because your hips stuck out so far. And that was massive, yeah. excuse me, a massive trend that all girls were trying to achieve. And me now, I have one girl on Instagram who's a few years younger than me and she has lost a bit of weight and she's got a box gap and I think – it doesn't look good, like, and I think yeah. that's us growing and being like, no, you know what, like, let's have some thighs and, you know, let's have some meat on our bones, I guess, is, is what I think um, that yeah. is. Yeah, the trends definitely
1: swayed from, particularly for, I guess, our age group, from being incredibly thin to the point of unhealthiness to healthy mm. and and. Definitely slim. I definitely think that the trend is still to be uh, slim. Yeah, but you've got to be
0: slim with big thighs, big butt, big boobs, and a tiny waist.
1: Yeah. Unrealistic yeah. expectations. The Kardashian, yeah. the Kardashian trend at the moment. I'm just – I'm I'm not saying that, you know, that, that trend of being slim or being skinny or whatever has changed over time, but I think the expectations of, you know, what else goes with mm-hmm. it has changed. Mm-hmm. I – I'm all for having a thigh gap if that's the way that your body is built and you have bigger hips and your legs don't touch because of the way that your body is built. I'm all for having big boobs if that's the way your body is built or if you so desire. I want to go
0: get some, you know, double D
1: boobies. But I think that you need to – we all need to work on getting to a place where we can appreciate our body Hmm.
0: as what it is. Yeah. It's hard. My mum always used to say that it's a downhill battle from twenty five, I think she used to say. I think I think that was the age that she used. Um and she used to tell me, you know, just be not she wasn't telling me that I was fat and that I was you know, none of that. But she used to say just be aware of what you're putting into your body because at twenty five a woman's body starts working differently. And I fobbed her off and I was like, Don't worry about it. Oh, whatever. Look at look at me, I'm thin. I'm you know, I can put whatever I want into my body and nothing happens. And then I hit 25 and I can't put whatever I want into my mouth and not have a consequence. My hips changed, my shoulders changed, my, you know, my waist changed, everything. And I think that was, that's a big part is still getting used to all of those changes that have happened over the past couple of years. Mm.
1: Mm. I, yeah, I would agree with you there. Although I don't know that I've had the same journey as you, G has always been really, really thin, mm. naturally really petite mm-hmm. is what I would say. So, you know, like going through high school, G's really short. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but alongside that shortness, she would be like a size six through high mm-hmm. school, I would have said. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, after high school into early adulthood, you'd always be a six. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, recently you started to be more of an eight ten or whatever my journey has been a bit more fluctuating yeah and my body has not ever been super super thin I mean I I haven't ever struggled with my weight like some people struggle with their weight but I haven't always been super super thin without trying I do have to work out in order to maintain like what I like Mm -hmm. my body to look Mm -hmm. like I've got you know legs and a bum but that's about it. <laughs> so I think that's been a a difficult challenge for me. But I because my body has stayed the same for my entire adult life, I've had time to get used to that. Mm-hmm. And so now that I am 26 and I've had this body since I was 18, 17, mm-hmm. I've had time to accept it for what it yeah. is, I guess. I've, I guess I've always felt like I've had to be conscious of what I've been putting in my mouth is where... Well kind of gone with that mm. in order to maintain any sort of um confidence in my body which is not I don't think what either of us want to no. have
0: as a mentality no not at all I mean there's a lot of contributing factors too I mean um I don't know how open I want to get but coming out of high school there were a lot of things that contributed to me being thin smoking being one of them being mentally unwell mm. Another dating particular people who wasn't good for me was a contributing factor. Mm -hmm. And then the main thing that contributed to me being thin was my mental health. I was severely Mm. depressed, so I didn't eat. So that was, and then I've said it outside of the podcast a few times, but there's a couple of people, there's a few people in particular who were able to mm, kick me in the right direction, I guess. Mm. I had a lot of tough love when I needed it and they helped me realise that, you know, eating is not a bad thing, which is then when I started going and putting on healthy weight. And, you know, so there's a lot of people out there that if you find it comes down to friendships as well, you know, you've got to align yourself with the right friends who support you no matter what and don't really care what you look like and that they're not friends with you for Mm. your appearance. You've got to date people. That aren't, um, you've got to find that partner who doesn't care if you're a size six or a size, you know, 26, whatever Uh size you may be. You've got to find, you know, a partner that hypes you up and treats you like a queen or a king or, you know, doesn't care about that kind of stuff. Friends, social media, you know, you've just got to, it's hard, it's hard to do. But I think those are the things that personally have helped me the most. I have never been, I've never counted calories. I don't count calories. I don't. Um, I never really watched what I put in. It was it was the mental aspect of coming to terms with my body and having positive impacts around me, whether it's those that I follow on social media, my friends, my family. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I both have people in our lives who don't have supportive families and who get told negative things about their appearance from their parents all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've definitely,
1: like, I think that part of that comes from a place of love. I think when I was at, my heaviest, my mum would say things, and in your head, especially at the time, you're pretty sensitive to that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think anyone who tells, who feels like they have to tell someone else that they're put on weight is kidding themselves. If they think that that person doesn't know, people know what their bodies look like. People know if they're put on weight, but people will nonetheless try and tell you things mm-hmm. out of love mm-hmm. that maybe don't need to be said, mm-hmm. and that you know, you being in a sensitive state at the time you might take a different way or you might think of it differently I think my mum's become a lot better I know as she has gotten older mm-hmm. and as she has raised three girls
0: mm-hmm.
1: in communicating her concerns about body image and things like that as well mm-hmm. but yeah you definitely have to create a supportive friendship group who you don't feel like your worth is based on the way you look or the color of your hair or whatever that might be because
0: the other thing is Um, is a lot of people on social media have money to get lip fillers um get botox to change the shape of their face they get eyelash extensions they have nail extensions they have you know all of that kind of stuff that makes them appear i do appear in brackets more beautiful yeah
1: they conforming to the societal norm of what is beauty yeah yeah, 100%. <laughs> and you have to find people who challenge that for you mm-hmm. um, and who challenge maybe some of the notions that you have in your head as well, which is the hardest thing to do.
0: Oh, yeah. It's the same as mental health-wise, someone telling you to just get better or just get over it. Oh, Excuse me, I've yeah. got hiccups. Just telling you, you know, mm-hmm. just don't be sad. Just be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, It's the same as, you know, um, I put on some weight over quarantine and I'm – working towards not having it but you know when I told people that I had put on extra kilos they were like so like you look fine well I might look fine
1: Mm, it's not about that though yeah and your body image like like we said at the start of the podcast is made up of not just the way you actually look but it's about the way you perceive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as well and you know I found it definitely helpful working out but also trying to not focus on those areas of my body that I am quite self-conscious about yeah, and let them go a little bit more. But, I, yeah, we definitely – it's a process. I think it's going to be like a ongoing process too as you go through different stages in your life and, you know, things like pregnancy, childbirth, hitting menopause, mm. those kinds of things that create massive changes in your body and the way your body stores and holds fat.
0: I also want to say that we're not we are aware that men have body issues and we're not um, we're not saying that men have it easier or anything like that we are just we are two females who identify as female who have had different body journeys and who and we're just talking on our experience Um, if there was men in our life who had wanted to open up about it then by all means we would discuss that as well. Mm. But at this point in time, it's just, you know, the two of us being female and talking about our experiences and our, so I don't want anyone out there to think that we're discounting men.
1: Not at all. And I totally understand and uh, acknowledge the effect that social media has had on that in particular as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah,
1: I think that I do not really have anything else to
0: add. No, I think that was a pretty heavy topic. Mm.
1: It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm probably going to be thinking about body image for the rest of the day now. I am actually going to go for a walk, I think.
0: Walk. But do we have anything funny to end on? I feel like we need a lighthearted. Surely we've got a dad joke. It's Father's Day. <laughs> um, I don't do dad jokes. I follow dad jokes on Instagram. Shall I see? Yeah, go on. I'm just going to stop my stopwatch now that we're so going go for another 67 hours. I will say that <laughs> our number one fan, Catherine... <laughs> Uh, listened to our newest episode and had some pretty positive feedback and she appreciated the shout-out. So, again, two episodes in a row, shout-out to our number one fan. Yes.
1: Please continue to listen and give (laughs) us feedback. It doesn't always have to be positive. If you don't like the podcast, please do let Georgia know and she'll let me know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We'll we'll, um, fix it. Dad jokes by puberty on Instagram. Okay, Um, I'll just go with the first one. My wife is leaving me because I'm beginning to go bald. I don't mind, but it's her loss, as in hair loss.
1: Oh, that's pretty awful.
0: (laughs) Uh, My therapist just told me that I'm completely incapable of expressing my feelings. Can't say I'm surprised. (laughs) My partner and I can never agree to go on... I'll start that again. My partner and I can never agree on vacations. I want to go to exotic islands and stay in five-star hotels. She wants to come with me. (laughs) Uh, It's not a dad bod. It's a father figure. Oh, I
1: like that. That's actually quite um, fitting for today.
0: I got mugged by six dwarfs yesterday. Not happy. (laughs) Uh, My wife yelled from upstairs and asked, do you ever get a shooting pain across your body like someone's got a voodoo doll of you and they're stabbing it? I replied, no. She responded, what about now? (laughs) Um, What's the worst thing about being an egg?
1: I don't know. What's the worst thing about being an egg?
0: (laughs) You only get laid once. (laughs) (laughs) what <laughs> <laughs> has two
1: butts and kills people two butts and kills people mm-hmm. um no idea
0: an assassin because it's spelled a double s a double <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. i wish COVID 19 has had started in las vegas because what happens in vegas stays in vegas Took an airline company to court today after my luggage went missing. I lost the case.
1: On that note, shall we finish with these <laughs> terrible t- jokes? <laughs> uh, um, and uh, wrap it up there?
0: Mm, we definitely t- need to have a cup of tea next time, I think. Yeah, probably. Because twice now, three times if you include the failed podcast, that uh, we have done our podcast called M&G Have Tea. Without tea. without tea, it's kind of an integral a what yep that word integral. <laughs>
1: integral
0: that one yep that <laughs> part of our podcast. podcast i sent emily a text message yesterday and i said we need a photo for our pod feed <laughs> and Gosh. she replied with what is a pod feed?
1: <laughs> well, okay, in my defense.
0: Do you not I, listen to podcasts? Other people call their podcasts pod, friends of the pod, you know, that kind of stuff. No, no, I was just abbreviating. Yes, I
1: listen to other podcasts and, yes, I know people call them pods. What my issue was <laughs> was pod feed. My issue was which feed are you talking about? <laughs> is there some magic feed that I don't know about? Like are you wanting to post things to our card feed? Mm. In which case, I have no idea what you would post. Or, Mm. but I did guess what it was. Can we give me some credit for that?
0: Um, Did you? I don't think you did. I think I had to tell you podcast is what I meant. I'm going to pull you up. Except
1: I didn't mean,
0: I knew pod was podcast. You were still questioning. And also, you never acknowledged my funny TikTok that I sent to you.
1: Yeah, because – so this is what happens for everyone listening. (laughs) Georgia and I will be in the middle of a text (laughs) conversation and all of a sudden Georgia will not reply for three hours, okay? Just to add some more context around this. And I'll be lying in bed and it'll be 9.30 and all of a sudden – I will get a TikTok sent to me and I will watch it and I will go, ha-ha, that's quite funny. And then I send her a text and I say, ha that's quite funny. <laughs> and not only does she not acknowledge my response, she sends me another TikTok. <laughs> so I have realised that me responding to your t- TikToks is futile. <laughs> I may as well not respond to them because... I don't get a response anyway except for another TikTok.
0: <laughs> Do you know what's really funny is um, Gage downloaded TikTok when it first came out and they were like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Look at all these funny TikToks. Ha, ha. And I was like, I'm never getting TikTok. Don't be silly. I'm, you know, 26. I'm too old for TikTok. Ha, ha, ha. And then I downloaded it and I watch it like every night. <laughs> and I send people lots of TikToks. It's fine. Gage I just deleted it. it. Oh, Yes. He um, doesn't watch TikToks anymore and he'll come into bed and he'll find me scrolling through and he'll be like, oh, back at it again with the ticky-tacks. <laughs> like, a th- like a dad.
1: <laughs> yes, well, you know, that's how I, I feel like we're almost at that age where we probably do have to start calling social media things the wrong name.
0: Mm. Anyway, I really, really, really need to urinate.
1: Oh, I'm glad, because me too. <laughs> okay, great. Let's, 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 whoa. Let's wrap this up. I, I, need, to, I need to do a wing. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks listen. for
0: listening. Um, we'll be back soon.
1: Yes. Okay, bye.
0: Goodbye.